The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we will discuss some of the lesser-known college football historical oddities from each of the teams in the ACC. So we will concentrate on the lesser-known historical oddities, and that means, for example, Doug Flutie's Miracle Pass. That would not be on our list. Miami's stunning upset over Nebraska in the Orange Bowl and the old fumble Ruski, that wouldn't be on the list. Nor would Tony Dorsett from the Pitt Panthers rushing for over 100 yards in 20 straight games because these are not lesser-known historical oddities. We're looking for those that are really ones that may have been forgotten by many. So we'll start and we'll move in alphabetical order, beginning with the Boston College Eagles. The first one is the rivalry they have with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, which actually is referenced as to what? The Holy War, right? And it was when 1975 when the two teams first met and Notre Dame had defeated Boston College 17 to 3. But this rivalry has a bit of a twist. And the twist is that these two predominantly Catholic schools first began their rivalry not on the gridiron field, but really due to a circumstance that occurred some 34 years before the schools ever played one another. See, legendary coach Frank Leahy left Boston College to go to Notre Dame, which, in 1941, was the only other predominantly Catholic Division I football school, and was there at Notre Dame where he carved his legacy. The other for Boston College we have is rough beginnings for the Eagle program. Boston College first started playing football in 1893. It took six seasons until 1899 for the Eagles to score 20 or more points in a game. And it took until 1909, 16 seasons, for the Eagles to score 30 points in a game. And it took until 1913, 20 years, for them to score 40 or more points in a game after they first played a football game. Clemson Tigers. Well, in Coach John Heisman's first seven games as Clemson head coach in 1900, spanning the entire 1900 season and the first game of the 1901 season, his teams posted five shutouts and in the process defeated Guilford 122-0. to And then there was Danny Ford, who coached Clemson from 1978 to 1989. Coach Ford was 30 years old when he was hired as the Clemson head coach. And... He won his national championship with the Clemson Tigers at the age of 33. Duke Blue Devils. In 1938, the Duke Blue Devils were undefeated, untied, and unscored upon. And they entered the Rose Bowl against USC, just that, unscored upon for the entire season. 
And they led the game three to nothing until the final 40 seconds of the game. Had this game been 40 seconds sooner, they would have finished the entire season undefeated, untied, unscored upon. And I've done a couple of podcasts on this game. In those last 40 seconds, a fourth string quarterback inserted by USC had the game of his life. And in those 40 seconds, he threw three passes, the last one for a touchdown as USC went on to defeat Duke 7-3 to in the Rose Bowl. Now, the other historical oddity we have for Duke occurred on January 1st, 1942. For Duke had lost to Oregon State in the Rose Bowl, 20-13. to And it was the only Rose Bowl not played in Pasadena. See, due to the bombing of Pearl Harbor, the game was played in Durham, North Carolina. Florida State Seminoles. In 1973, the team went 0-11. And it was actually talk of dropping the football program. Three years later, they hired Bobby Bowden. And then there was a wild season in 1995. The Seminoles stormed out of the gates and they scored 70 plus points in three of the first six games to start the season 6-0. They defeated Wake Forest 72-13, North Carolina State 77-17, and Duke 70-26. They then went on to lose two of their last six games to finish 10-2. Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, or the Georgia Tech Golden Tornado, was the first college football program to win the four major bowls, Rose, Orange, Sugar, and Cotton. And then there was the 1918 Georgia Tech Golden Tornado, 6-1. This team scored over 100 points three times that season, three times. And in fact, it occurred over a four-game stretch where they defeated Furman 118-0, the 11th Cavalry 123-0, and North Carolina State 128-0. Louisville Cardinal. Well, in 1913, Louisville's second season in consecutive games, the Cardinals defeated Morris Hill 77-0 and Washington of Tennessee 100-0. And then in the next game, they defeated Cumberland 6-0. And two days later, they were actually shut out by Kentucky 6 to nothing. In 1932, Louisville was shut out by Murray State 105-0. to And it made the Cardinals one of the few Division I schools in the history of college football to both score over 100 points as well as give up over 100 points. The Miami Hurricanes. It is said that the team name, the Hurricanes, was derived in 1927 the year after the 1926 hurricane. And it was commonly called the Great Miami Hurricane and it devastated Greater Miami. Now, our next historical oddity is in 1929, when under coach Jay Burton Risk, in his only season as hurricane head coach, the team went three and two. Why is this unusual? Because every game was a shutout. North Carolina Tar Heels. Coach Chuck Collins, except for one season, had a rather undistinguished tenure at North Carolina. I mean, during his eight years as the Tar Heel head coach, he had only three winning seasons, and two were modest 5-3-2 and two records. But the other season, his 1929 Tar Heels, they went 9-1. and one. They shut out four opponents, held 10 of the teams to seven points or less. And in the nine wins, they were simply unchallenged. The closest game was an 11-point win over Georgia Tech. And then there was the 1901 North Carolina Tar Heels. They had a roller coaster of a season. 
as they started a season with seven consecutive wins in the form of seven consecutive, get this, shutouts. Then they lost their last two games by scores of 23-6 to and 22-10 to to close out the season. The North Carolina State Wolfpack, from 1896 to 1898, for three consecutive seasons, every game that the Wolfpack played was a shutout. And in 1896, they played one game. They shut out Guilford 6 to nothing. In 1897, they were shut out twice by Guilford 18 to nothing and North Carolina 40 to nothing. And they shut out Davidson 19 to nothing. And then in 1898, well, the Wolfpack was shut out by North Carolina 34 to nothing. And to be picky, the last game of the 1895 season, year before the streak began, they shut out Richmond 40 to nothing. And the first two games of the 1899 season, Follow this now. The year after the shutout streak ended, they were shut out by North Carolina, 34 to nothing. And then they shut out Bingham, 18 to nothing. Oh, what does this all mean? This means that the consecutive shutout streak actually trailed five consecutive seasons from 1895 to 1899. Now, here's another historical oddity you don't hear very often. From October 15, 1960 to October 14, 1961, the North Carolina State Wolfpack played in 10 consecutive road games. Their record? Well, three wins, six losses, one tie. Pittsburgh Panthers. The 1956 Sugar Bowl pitted Pittsburgh against Georgia Tech, and Bobby Greer was a defensive back for the Panthers and the first African-American player to ever play in the Sugar Bowl. Now, he was whistled for a pass interference call that led to the only touchdown of the game as Georgia won 7-0. The call was, as you might guess, quite controversial, as many maintain it was racially motivated. For the other historical oddity, there was coach Glenn Pop Warner, who coached Pitt from 1915 to 1923. But see, those first three seasons were quite unusual. The Panthers in 1915 went 8-0 posting five shutouts, they claimed the national champion. 1916, the Panthers won 8-0. They posted six shutouts, claimed the national championship. 1917, the pitched Panthers were 10-0, posting seven shutouts. In other words, he started his coaching career, Coach Glenn Pop Warner, with Pittsburgh with a 32-game winning streak, undefeated and untied. Syracuse Orange. Syracuse's first season was 1889, and from 1889 to 1948, the Orange was shut out at least once every season for 60 consecutive seasons. Now, the low point occurred in 1892, when Syracuse was shut out in all but one game, eight shutouts in nine games. Well, in 1949, coach Ben Schwalzwalger was hired, and he abruptly stopped the skid. In 1961, running back Ernie Davis became the first African-American football player to ever win the Heisman Trophy and the only Syracuse Orange to ever win the award. Davis set eight Syracuse career in single-game football records. Virginia Cavaliers. In 1890, Virginia Cavaliers lost a game by over 100 points and won the next game by over 100 points. So here's what happened. In 1890, they started the season with a 72 to nothing loss to Penn. They followed that with a 115 to zero loss to Princeton. But then the next week, they defeated Randolph Macon 136 to zero. So if you're counting, that is a point differential of 252 points 
in two games. For the other historical oddity, in 1894, the Virginia Cavaliers in the third game of the season were shut out by Princeton 12 to nothing. Five games later that season, they, after being shut out earlier in the season, defeated Fort Monroe 102 to zero. So they went from going shut out to shutting out. And the Virginia Tech Hokies. In 1899, the Hokies went four and one, but every game was a shutout as they shut out four of the five teams they faced, but they themselves were shut out by their rival, Virginia. For the other historical oddity, from 1948 to 1950, Coach Robert McNeish's Hokies played a total of 29 games, and they won once. Their combined record was one win, 25 losses, and three ties. The first five games of the stretch, they were shut out every game. And finally, we get to the Wake Forest Demon Seed Deacons. And in 1933, Wake Forest started the season being shut out five consecutive games to start the season 0-4-1. They lost their last game of the season to Davidson, but they did at least score in a 20-13 loss. And then there was W.E. Sykes, who coached the Demon Deacons from 1891 to 1893. And in his three years as Wake Forest coach, his version of the Demon Deacons posted two undefeated seasons in his first two seasons. They did not lose a game until the first game of his third season. Well, there you have it. A few of the lesser-known historical oddities from every team in the ACC. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode. <music>